Okay. Let's go. Uh huh. Let's take me back right now, man. Howard Homecomings. See you dance. I'm gonna see you dance. Yeah, we. Yeah, this is a celebration episode. And we should have done this last episode. Because we had reached a milestone, which was the 20th episode. So it's only right for you gathered to, you know what I mean, celebrate on this. This is tw- episode 21. But the, yeah, that that was the start we were supposed to have on the last episode. But you know, we back. It's It's been a while, man. It's definitely been a while. But, you know, I keep trying to get more consistent with what's going on out here. But... You know, it's definitely a vibe right now, man. You know what I mean? Reached a milestone, man. 20 episodes. It's crazy. When I first started, never thought I'd get this far, but that's where we at, man. But this is actually episode 21, but we still want... We ain't done intro in this episode, though, but just, just uh, shout out to Rick Ross, man. Richard never been. It's out, out right now on all DSPs, but this is my vibe right here, man. Hey, hey, man, yeah, man. We we gonna cut it off. We don't wanna, we don't wanna vibe the whole the whole intro, man. But we back, man. You get it. 
episode 21 reached a milestone last last episode. Still wanted to, to uh, rock with that rosé at the beginning of this episode, though, because I'm feeling the album. I've, I've given it a couple of listens. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it rides all the way through. So, but, um... Yeah, man, we missed that that uh, pop champagne episode last episode. I thought it was episode nineteen, and this was twenty. Nah, that was episode twenty milestone episode. Now we at episode twenty one. You got it. Impromptu Christmas Eve episode. Um, yeah, man. So you know, hope everybody enjoying their holidays and and getting themselves together, getting that family time in. And, you know, just kind of kicking back, man. That's what the holidays is for, man. It's the time to kick back. You don't really got to work, you know what I mean? You kind of just get to relax and just kind of just breathe. That's just kind of what the holidays for. <clears throat> Dad, I just got a frog in my throat. But just kind of, you know, breathe and just... Just be still, man. You know what I mean? The way the world is nowadays, everybody moving around, everybody on their phones all the time, and and everything's fast-paced, man. Sometimes it's okay to just be still. And I think that that's something that's important for, you know, our mental health. You know, just kind of, like I said, with, with everything, the way things are now, we've been in the house for so long, and then back out the house and... and you know, a lot of people have been isolated during these times, and you know, you you just you still gotta you still gotta keep moving. That's the thing. Like, like even though all this stuff is going on, life is still happening. It's not like everything is stopping. People still got bills to pay, and and you know, people to to support and and take care of, and you know, it could be it could be a little overwhelming sometimes. And these holidays, they kind of give you a chance to kind of sit back and just relax and just be still, even if it is for a day. <clears throat> even if it is for a day, man, you just get to be still, man. So this is Christmas Eve, man. We toasting up, we drinking that that Lobos, man. Um, shout out to LeBron for this Lobos tequila, Reposado. That's what we sipping on tonight. Um, of course, this episode is sponsored by Glam Back Keys. Get all your beauty and, and facial products from Glam Back Keys. And um, we just kind of we kind of going to get into it, man. We don't really want to, like I said, it's an impromptu. I'm, I'm kind of going off the top of the head. All the topics is, is you know what I mean. You know, we just kind of going off the top of the head, man. We don't really got no pre-production or nothing going on right now. We got a couple topics I do want to touch base on. But for the most part, we're going off the top of the head with this. And the crazy part is I, I probably shouldn't even start this episode because it's six minutes away from, five minutes away from, from uh, midnight, which is Christmas. And my phone's probably going to ring. And I don't know what happens when I'm recording this episode and my phone rings. But I guess we'll, <clears throat> I guess we'll find out. Um... And last time, you know, we, we kind of touched base on, I believe, the NBA season, Lakers, you know what I mean? And, and I kind of want to get into that, but 
especially with tomorrow being Christmas Day. Everybody knows Christmas Day, NBA games. The NBA is on from basically 12 noon tomorrow until midnight tomorrow night. <clears throat> and um, they got a strong lineup of games tomorrow. Of course, the feature, feature game is the Nets and the Lakers. And, uh, the Suns and the Warriors also, you know, going to be pretty big time. Um, but it starts off with the Hawks and the Knicks. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good lineup. Mavericks, Mavericks and uh, Utah close it out, and I believe the Celtics are playing the Bucks um, in the middle of in the middle of all the rest of those games. So definitely looking forward to kind of sitting back and, and you know kicking my feet up and watching the games and, and just kind of you know chilling out, man. You know what I mean? Eating some good food and. You know, just kind of doing that thing, man. But but that ain't even that ain't even really what I where I want to go right now. I kind of want to get into the NFL season because we kind of into the meat and potatoes of the season right now. Um, there are, I believe, three games left, three weeks left in the season. Let me well, three games, three weeks, yeah. And yeah, man, it's it's getting it's getting pretty tight right now. There are. A lot of teams that are still in the playoff hunt um, in the NFL. There are some games tomorrow. I believe Arizona plays the Colts. And I want to say Green Bay plays the uh, the Browns tomorrow. So there, there are some games tomorrow. And, and you know, like I said, we're in the meat and potatoes of the season. Um, the number one seeds in the NFC is the Packers. Number one seed in the AFC is the Chiefs, and they have they've came back, man. Everybody wrote them off. Um, when they start out the season, I think one and three, one and four, or something like that. Since then, I believe they they ran off nine straight because I believe they're ten and four. So it's been a long time since they lost. They're gonna lose this weekend when they play my Steelers, who I kind of want to get into as well. Uh. But yeah, but they, you know those are the two top teams right now in the AFC and the NFC. There are a no, number of other teams that are in the playoffs. NFC wise, you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals, you got the Cowboys, you got the Buccaneers. Those are kind of the front runners right now. Um, in the AFC, it's wide open. It seems like um, every week a team kind of you know looks like they separate themselves and they come back to the pack. Um, we already talked about Kansas City. You got Tennessee. I believe they got 10 wins. Um, you know, the Ravens are up there with eight. I think the Patriots got nine. Uh, my Steelers got seven. Bengals got eight. Chargers got eight. The Colts got eight. So it's it's kind of still, you know, jumbled up in the AFC. And these next couple weeks are going to pretty much determine what happens. Um, with my Steelers... You know, I feel good, man. I mean, you know, we had a bad loss to Minnesota on Thursday night. Not really sure what happened to that. We did not show up until the end of the game. Um, not really sure what's going on with that. We got a tie to Detroit. So those are two games that are, that kind of, you know, are affecting our record right now. Uh, we should be 9-6, and six, I believe, because those are two winnable games that I wish we had back. Um, ben was out with the fungus against the, the Lions, but we still should not have lost that game. But we did. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the Vikings game, not really sure what happened with that, but we should have won the game. Not really, you know, 
but that's here nor there. But uh, you know, we got we got the Chiefs, we got the Browns, we got the Ravens. I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure of the exact order, but those are the teams we have left. I believe we go three and zero in that stretch. We get the ten wins, ten six and one. Uh, I believe that gets us in the playoffs. Nine seven and one. We'll need some help from some other teams, and uh, you know, once you get in the dance, anything can happen. It's whoever gets hot. Um, you know, also in the AFC, uh, the Chargers, um, pretty strong, pretty strong. Also pretty inconsistent as well. Them and the Bengals, they kind of, you know, remind me of of each other. Neither one of them can kind of separate. I mean, they both have eight wins. They, you know, they got good quarterbacks. But, you know, they're Jekyll and Hyde. They'll win one week, lose another week. Not really sold on them. The Colts, they look very strong. Um, Carson Wentz has been doing a pretty decent job. Jonathan Taylor has been has been running the ball better than, you know, he he been toting that rock. So wait a minute, it's it's you know I shouldn't have started this. It's midnight. But let me come back. Let me pause this episode for a second. Okay, we back. Sorry for the for the uh, intermission. But we back. Um Yeah, so we kinda we kinda in the NFL. Like definitely kinda had to take a little a little momentary Merry Christmas break. Uh, it was midnight. I knew knew the episode was going to get interrupted a little bit. But, you know, Merry Christmas to everybody out there, man. You know what I mean? Thanks for tuning in, tapping in with your boy. Um, continue to tap in. And uh, I'm going to continue to create, man, create this content for you. But back to the AFC, man. There's, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, the Colts, like I said, the Colts look pretty strong. Taylor's looking... Looking very good out there. Uh, the Patriots are not really sold on them because I don't think Mac Jones can actually get the job done. Uh, the Ravens, until Lamar Jackson gets healthy, not really sure what, what they can do. They might not even make the playoffs. I don't know. Um, the Bills, Bills have slid big time. They were a Super Bowl favorite at the beginning of the season. They have completely... Uh, lost their way. I believe they're eight and seven right now. They're on the edge of being in the playoffs. And had we had beat, had the Steelers had beat Minnesota, they would actually be in Buffalo's place because we hold the tiebreaker over Buffalo. So, um, yeah, man, that's the AFC in a nutshell, man. It's still wide. It's still pretty much wide open. I think the only team that has clinched the playoff spot, I believe, is the Chiefs. Um, big matchup this weekend between Buffalo and, and New England. Uh, I like Buffalo in that in that game to kind of get you know kind of get their get back from the last game in which the Patriots only passed the ball three times and completely bullied Buffalo all around the field. So I I like the the you know the Bills getting back on track with that. Not really sure how that affects my Steelers, but you know at the end of the day. You know, you win your games. You don't have to. You don't have to look around. So, in other stadiums. So, we got Kansas City this weekend. I expect to win. I'm feeling pretty good about it, and we'll go from there. You know, um, would love to get it an episode in before, before the last week of the season because I think a lot more things will be, um, will be known at that point, especially in the AFC. 
Now, in the NFC, we have the Packers, who are right now the favorites. They got to be the best team in football right now. Um, we have the Buccaneers, who are injury-ridden. But all their players will be back before the playoffs. They still got Tom Brady. Antonio's coming back. Um, they still got all the all the players that basically were there last year, this year, except for Chris Godwin, who was out for the rest of the year. Uh, prayers, shout out to uh, Chris Godwin. Prayers up to him. I think he tore his ACL last week. He's in a contract year, so hopefully he gets his money. He deserves his money. Um, who else we got? We got the Rams. Uh, I like the Rams. They picked up Odell Beckham. He finally got free from from Cleveland. And as you can see, he was not the problem because since he has left Cleveland, Baker Mayfield is still trash. Uh, but that's that's here and there. Um, you know, the Rams, they're still pretty strong. They're getting Cam Akers back, who was really in Russia last year. He'll be back um, maybe this week or at the latest next week. <clears throat> but I'm still not sold on Matthew Stafford, though. He's the only problem I have with the Rams. He is the only problem I have with the Rams, man. Um, you know, he he makes some of the, I mean, he can make every throw in the, in the, in the book. In, re, in regards to arm talent, he's top five in the league arm talent. <clears throat> as far as... Above the neck play, that's a different story. Um, a lot of that may be because he was in Detroit. Um, so we don't really know exactly what he can do. This is his first time kind of in the spotlight with a little bit of pressure on him to kind of carry a team. So we'll see We'll see what he does, man. I I don't know, man. I feel like if they get on the roll, they could do something. But if, it's, if you're asking me if it's Matthew Stafford against Aaron Rodgers, I'm taking Rodgers. It was Matthew Stafford against um, Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady. So that that's just kind of my thing with him. Uh, you got Dallas, the Cowboys, who who you know have had a pretty solid season. I think they just clinched the playoff berth. Um, when the Forty ers lost yesterday, and they are. They're solid. I mean, I think they got ten wins. They're pretty solid. Dak Prescott. I mean, he's 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 playoff battled. I think he got a playoff win on his resume, so he's not completely a scrub or a rookie when it comes to the playoffs or inexperienced. I want to say rookie, but <clears throat> you know, they're they're but they're just the Cowboys, man. Somehow they'll find a way to lose. I don't know how they have the talent to go all the way, but I just don't see it happening. Um, then you get the Cardinals, who are right there, who are, were the best team in football until maybe about two weeks ago. They're still 10-4. and four. They're still a good football team. They got a very tough game uh, tomorrow against the Colts. And a lot of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is out for them. I think he's out for the rest of the season. I think he'll be back for the playoffs. But a lot of people are not sold on the Cardinals. They think that the Cardinals... Are the same old Cardinals and can't get it done. I beg to differ. I believe the Cardinals are the real deal. I believe they are one of the top five teams in all of football. Um, and remember when I told y'all, I think this was episode 19, when I said something about James Conner, 
going to the Cardinals when he left my Steelers, and I said he was going to make the Pro Bowl. That was my bold prediction. Um, yeah, that was my bold prediction, and sure enough, James Conner makes James Conner makes the Pro Bowl. Okay, he makes the Pro Bowl, man. Sure enough, um, it I kind of knew it because I knew he had the talent. So, I mean, it came true, man. Hard work, dedication, talent. It gets there. He was not the problem last year in Pittsburgh. His injuries, you know, him being injured was more the problem. But every year that he's been healthy for at least three-fourths of the season, he's made the Pro Bowl. So, no disrespect to Najee Harris or anybody, you know. But James Conner was a good running back for for us last year. Um, But, you know, I do like – I do like the Cardinals. I believe that they they win their division, which is them, the Rams, and the 49ers right now. I believe... I believe that they're going to win the division. <clears throat> and I believe they win the playoff game. So, I mean, you know, I like the Cardinals, man. I don't know if they come out the NFC, especially with... Um, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but I believe they they get a home playoff game and they you know they make it to the NFC Championship. I, that's how I feel. Um, don't really want to go into Super Bowl predictions just yet because there is still a lot of season remaining, and I just kind of want to see how things unfold. But there is. Oh, look at that. I'm sitting watching Snowfall. But there is, you know, this has been one of the better NFL seasons with all these teams that are still in it for the playoffs. Um, not The the NFC is not as strong as the AFC. Uh, they're pretty much top-heavy. I mean, once you get those those four or five teams, uh, after that it kind of significantly drops off. I believe the other playoff teams in the NFC right now, after you take the Packers, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Rams, Cowboys. After that, I make you think the Vikings are seven and seven. I think they're right there. Um, I believe the Eagles are right there. I think the Forty ers are seven and seven. Those are the teams that are in the playoffs in the NFC. So, you know, none of those teams are none of those teams actually have a chance at beating any of the top heavy teams in the NFC. So, we'll see the we'll see the heavyweights once the playoffs come, and it'll be some good football. It'll definitely be some good football. So we we will see what where it takes us. And uh yeah, man. Do I wanna I'm trying to think, do I wanna jump on out there and make a prediction about about the Super Bowl, man? I don't know if I wanna jump on do I wanna jump on out there? Alright, you know what? I, I you know what? I am gonna I am gonna do it, man. I am gonna do it. I am going to jump on out there and make a bold prediction for the NFL. And my bold prediction right now, I'm going to jump on out there. And I'm going to say the Cardinals are going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, that that's my that's my me jumping on out there with a bold prediction. I'm going to say the Cardinals are going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, who they're going to verse... Of course, I'm gonna say my Steelers. I mean, that's you know, that's that's my, that's my fanhood talking and my heart talking. Um, 
So yeah, man, I got the Cardinals and the Steelers in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, that's that's what that's me jumping on out there. So you know, I ain't, I ain't scared to I ain't scared to jump on out there with a take, man. So I'm gonna jump on out there. It's a hot take, but yeah, Cardinals, Steelers, Super Bowl, uh, SoFi Stadium this year, book it. All right. So we we gonna we gonna switch gears, man, to the to the NBA, man. Um. I, I, I kind of don't really want to start with them, but I, I have no choice because, you know, they're the hottest ticket and, and the hottest topic right now is the Lakers. I, I I don't really understand what's going on with them. I don't understand why they can't win games. They're, they're currently one game under 500. I believe they're 16 and 17 or 17 and 18, give or take, you know, a number here or there. I don't really understand why they can't get it together. Uh, the defense is terrible. The turnovers is terrible. Um, LeBron is doing everything he can do. And in year 19, he's playing as good as he can play. I think he's averaging over 30 the last, like, 10 games. He was out for a couple games. But the last 10 games, he's averaging, like, over 30. Um, Anthony Davis is hurt, so he, he's been out for a couple games now. But he wasn't playing that good before he went out. Not really sure what's wrong with him. Um, but ever since they won the championship, he just hasn't been the same AD. Don't really know what's going on with him. Um, and, and it's like the Lakers, they show glimpses of being a dominant team. Like They'll play good for maybe three quarters. And then all of a sudden just get blown out. And, and I don't really understand how that keeps happening to them. Not really sure what's going on, but... I'm not in panic mode as a lot of other people are, a lot of other Lakers fans. Now, most seasons, the NBA does not really start until after Christmas Day. So, if the Lakers continue to play like they play right now, like they've been playing in the past couple weeks, if they continue this maybe 10, 15, 20 games, into the second half of the season. Like, this this second third of the season, if they can, what is it, 82 games, NBA, or 30? Yeah, so this second third of the season, if they continue to play the way they are playing right now, then I will hit the panic button. But I know that LeBron usually turns it on after the Christmas break. Uh, Russell Westbrook usually plays better in the second half of the season. And currently right now, they're still sitting in the five or six seed, even though they're terrible. So, I mean, it's it's not really it's not really something to kind of, I guess, worry about as of yet. I mean, now, do they look good? They look terrible. They do not playing good basketball. They look terrible. But I still I still believe that they will be okay. Um, Phoenix. Now they're playing some good basketball. They looked as I mean the Suns look as strong as they did last year when they went to the finals. They are experienced now after having been to the finals. They got a backup center in JaVel McGee. So if he ain't gets in foul trouble, they got a formidable person with some size. Because remember last year the backup was Dario Saric and Frank the Tank uh Kaminsky. That's those are not good options. But with JaVel McGee, he's a I mean he's a champion. I mean he's not bad. He plays hard. 
And, you know what I mean, he's a good rim protector. So he does some good things. And he's seven feet. So, um, you know, Chris Paul is still, you know, the head of the snake. He's still playing MVP-type basketball. They have a superstar in Devin Booker who can get a, get a shot off anytime he wants, get a bucket anytime he wants, has a Mamba mentality about him. Um, they have their role players that know their roles, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges. I mean, I mean, they're a complete team. They got a veteran coach, Monty Williams. I mean, I, Phoenix is a strong team. Everybody thought last year was a one-and-done situation. Um and it was because of the injuries and, you know, they weren't going to be that good. No, this is who they are. And that is what we have found out. The Phoenix Suns are who we thought they are, which is one of the top two or three teams in the West. So um, they'll definitely be there at the end. And now that brings me to the Golden State Warriors. And I and I don't know if it's just, maybe I think I'm the only one that has this take, but I am not sold on the Golden State Warriors. I don't know why, but something about them gives me Steve Nash Phoenix Suns vibes. Now, if you all remember when Steve Nash, you know when he had those two MVP seasons and he was playing for the Suns back then, man, they used to get up and down the court. I forget who else was on that team. Sean Marion, um, Joe Johnson maybe for a couple years, Quentin Richardson. Uh, I'm trying to – I can't I, I can't really fully remember who else was on that team. But, I mean, they had a good team. But they were the regular season champs. They were good in the regular season because teams don't really play super-duper hard in the regular season. But, if when, you know, when you're Phoenix and you're running up and down the court, Steve Nash is a soccer player. He never gets tired. He goes up and down the court. You know, they're launching threes. Teams are not playing as hard on them in the regular season as they do in the playoffs. And, yeah, they, you know, they, they, they were good in the regular season. But once the playoffs came, they were one and done. They never, they never did anything. Now, I'm not saying that the Golden State Warriors are that bad, but they're also they, – they're giving me those type of vibes, though. Like in the regular season, yeah, they're going to be very good, man, because they shoot a lot of threes. Um, Steph Curry, you know what I mean? He gets off. He's launching shots from all over the place. I don't think teams are really trying to pick him up full court. Um, you know what I mean? And I don't know, man. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just, I'm just i just not sold on them. I understand that they had the second-best record in the league. They look good. But to me, I'm I'm just not sold on them. So, I mean, and, and and for a couple reasons. And the main reason is um, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, as I stated before, I think when the playoffs come, teams, and, what, this, is, and, this, is, and this is what I mean by regular season. In the regular season, I don't think teams are worried about doubling Steph or, or doubling Clay when Clay comes back. And we'll, we'll, get on the, we'll get on the Clay coming back in a second. I don't think teams are really worried about doubling Steph right now in the regular season because it just doesn't make any sense for it just doesn't make any sense for teams to allow Steph to continue to shoot three-pointers. I don't believe that's going to be the case in the playoffs. Yes, the, the Golden State Warriors are doing they do a good job of moving the ball 
um, cross-screening, throwing the ball into the post to Draymond and going to set and cross-screens. But it's like you you know what's coming. I think teams just get a little lackadaisical on them. That, that's all it is. And, and against them, you cannot get lackadaisical. You must be locked in for the full for the full 48 minutes. And I think during the regular season, teams have lapses. Those lapses don't really occur in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. But I don't believe that Jordan Poole plays the same way he's playing in the, in the regular season in the playoffs. Damian Lee, he's really terrible. He got good in the last, like, year. I don't see him playing good in the playoffs. Um, and I, I just don't see it, man. Klay Thompson's going to come back. Yes, they get Klay back. They get James Wiseman back. Those are two very important pieces. Uh, and, of course, you know, with Klay, he, you know what I mean? He He's a sniper. He stretches the floor out. He's good at defense. But we don't know what Clay's psyche is going to be. When you come back, I don't know if any, you know if you've ever torn an ACL or, or you know what I mean, had any type of surgery or anything like that. Mentally, it takes a while before you are kind of back up to speed. You know, you're, you're favoring the leg. You're worried about, you know, turning it a certain way. And, you know, we, I just don't know if we're going to get Clay like fully mentally 100% Clay along with physically 100% Clay. So, but, you know, in the event that he does come back and they get to that, then the shots that Jordan Poole and Damian Lee are getting right now, they will no longer be getting. So how does that affect them? Okay, so that that's another factor. Um, so, you know, there's just a couple. I mean, I don't know, man. I just have my doubts, man. I don't, I don't know why. I shouldn't because they are two or three-time champions, but two of those championships they won with Kevin Durant. He's no longer there. Um, technically, I mean, if Kyrie and Kevin Love don't get hurt when they play the Cavs the first time, they might not have any championships. Okay, so that, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. But you know, that's for another conversation. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're formidable. They're a strong team. They will be there in the end, but I, I just don't see it. I believe in a seven-game series. I believe the Lakers beat them. I believe Phoenix beats them in a seven-game series. Uh, just because matchups, defense, it, it'll be a lot more intense. It'll be a half-court game. It won't be, you know, up and down the court for Steph to be running around like Steve Nash back in the day. I just don't see it. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, they have a marquee game tomorrow with uh, Phoenix and Golden State. I look forward to watching it. Um, right now, those teams are one and one on the season. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, the Clippers, they don't get Kawhi Leonard back probably until... February, March, um, but he he will be back though I believe before the season's out. We'll see what he can do. Paul George has been keeping him above water because I mean Paul George is is a baller. Um, Portland Trailblazers they don't really look too good right now. Not really sure what's going on with them, but they are not having a good season. And a lot of people want Lillard, you know, the out of Portland, but Lillard I, I like Lillard's mentality. He's a stand up individual. He does not want to go anywhere. So, that speaking of Lillard and the Trailblazers, that brings me to the 76ers and Ben Simmons. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on right now, but Ben Simmons needs to be playing basketball. I, guess to the, I, I don't understand why he's not playing basketball. I feel like they won't really let him go. Uh, they don't want to trade him for, any, for, for pennies on the dollar. 
but they don't want to play him either. So I, I'm just not really understanding what's going on. I mean, I'm sure Ben Simmons is content with being at home and collecting his checks. But at some point, he's going to want to play. And he's too good of a player. I mean, we're talking about a top 15, top 20 player to be sitting on the sideline for most of this time. So uh, hopefully we see Ben Simmons sooner than later. I would like to see him stay in Philly because I believe him and Joe B can get the job done. I mean, you got to think, if you take Kawhi Leonard's miraculous shot away, then... You know, the 76ers are in the finals. They probably win the finals. So, I mean, that's just that's just how it is, man. So, I, I feel like the 76ers are right there. I don't believe they get out the East this year, not with the way Brooklyn's playing, not with the way the Bucks can play, not with the way the Bulls are playing. Shout out to Chicago. DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, those were probably two of the best pickups in the offseason. Um, DeMar DeRozan has been playing MVP-level basketball. Okay, him, Zach Levine, Lonzo, they look like a well-oiled machine. And I wish I was watching them tomorrow, but, you know, unfortunately we're not. But I would like to see a lot more of them on primetime television because they have, I mean, they have entertaining players. So, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I don't see the 76ers beating them either. The Heat... Listen, the Heat are good. They're a good basketball team, but I I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just not sold on them neither. They had a good run in the bubble. They still have the the core intact from that team. But I just don't I just don't really see them getting back to the finals. Um Tyler Hero's been playing some good basketball lately. They still got Jimmy Butler. And as much as they say Jimmy, but I mean Anthony Davis is hurt. Jimmy Butler and Anthony Davis have missed the same amount of games the last three years, and Jimmy Butler does not get the same injury tag that Anthony Davis gets. Not really sure why, but some reason Anthony Davis appears to be. They they say he's more fragile, but Jimmy Butler been out a lot too. So, but playoff Jimmy is still a real thing. He's still a baller, so I, you know I have no doubts about him, but. There, there may be second round. You know, they won't go to the conference finals. But, I mean, they're, you know, they're a good team. Um, Brooklyn, I mean, I, I still believe, that's my team. I still believe that Brooklyn's the best team in the East. Um, as far as Kyrie, I wish he was playing. Uh, he was supposed to come back last week. They were going to let him play away games. And then he ended up going in the protocol. So not exactly sure what's going on with that. Like, they give him the green light to play, and then all of a sudden he goes in the protocol. So the protocol thing is is weird. It's, you know, here nor there. But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them. But if Kyrie plays, all bets are off in the East, man. Brooklyn 100% automatically comes out the East if Kyrie is playing. With him, James Harden, and KD, it's automatic. Lamarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, uh, it's it's. I mean, it's automatic. So, it's really just a matter of them being healthy, and Kyrie being on the floor. So, Milwaukee, they'll they'll still be there. They're still pretty tr- strong. I have no doubts about them. They'll be there in the, you know in the end too. They have potential to make the conference finals. Uh, 
So we'll see what happens with them as well. But um, yeah. But as far as these these Christmas Day games tomorrow, I kind of want to get into those right now. We starting the day off with Atlanta and the Knicks. Right now, Trey Young is out, so I expect the Knicks to win that game. Kemba Walker is back in the rotation after being out for a couple games. Um, DMP's coach's decision. But Kemba, Cardiac Kemba came back last game. I think he put up 48. So he's back. I expect the Knicks to win tomorrow. Um, Milwaukee, Celtics. I'm not really sure what's going on with the Celtics. But ever since they did Kyrie dirty, they've been cursed. That's just pretty much the bottom line. Ain't really nothing else to it. They did Kyrie dirty, blamed everything on him. Ever since then, they've been terrible. So I don't see them getting any better anytime soon. They need a piece. Not exactly sure what what it, I think they need a big to go or they need a solid point guard or a big. It's one or the other. Not really sure exactly what it is, but there's something missing. Something's just not connecting with the Celtics. Shout out to ISO Joe Johnson for picking up that ten day contract though, and being out there with the uh, being out there with the Celtics right now, man. Shout out to ISO Joe, man. One of my favorite players of all time. But uh, he was on those Phoenix teams back in the day, too, with Steve Nash. So so I have the Bucks winning tomorrow. Giannis is playing. I got the Bucks beating the Celtics easily. Um, trying to think. Then we got the, the uh, Lakers and the Nets. KD's not playing. James Harden is playing. KD's out. The Lakers, until I see otherwise, I, I don't believe the Lakers could beat anybody. So I'm I'm with I'm with my man Big Perk, man. Shout out to Kendrick Perkins, man. And if if you ain't tapping in, tap in the Swag Gun Perk, the podcast. It's on fire, man. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all tap in, man. It's on fire right now. The thing is they got some good they got some good stuff over there. But until I see the Lakers beat somebody, I just don't I can't pick them to beat anybody right now. So I got the Nets winning tomorrow, even though they only have Harden playing. I believe tomorrow LeBron is playing, Westbrook's playing, so they should be okay. You would think the Lakers would win that game, but the way their defense is set up and the way that they just don't make any shots. Shout out to Isaiah Thomas, too, for being for getting that 10-day with the Lakers, man. I'd like to see him stick with the Lakers. Um, he had a bad game the last game. I think he was 1-11, for 11, but he's still a bucket off the bench. I believe that there's a role for him on that Lakers team if they stick with him. There's a role for him. So um, we'll see what happens, man. But I got I got Brooklyn winning, even though all they got is James Harden tomorrow. So unless, you know, Russell Westbrook balls out and LeBron balls out and they actually play defense and rebound the basketball and don't turn the basketball over, I got Brooklyn beating them by 20. So that's, that's, an, that's that. Um, the game of the day tomorrow – Phoenix and Golden State, both teams are healthy. I mean, you know, aside from Clay and Wiseman, uh, but Golden State been playing without them all year. Both teams are healthy. Uh, we're talking about the top two records, record-wise, top two teams in the NBA. Um, game is in Phoenix. Um, Christmas Day, Devin Booker's back. He, he's playing. He didn't play last game. Christmas Day game, I, I think Steph Curry shows out tomorrow. I don't know why. I think he shows out. Um, mm, 
I got to think about it, man. I don't know, man. I like Phoenix, but I, I feel like if Steph Curry goes off for like 50, then there ain't no way Phoenix is winning the game. I believe Steph Curry goes off tomorrow. And unless Booker matches him shot for shot, I got Golden State winning tomorrow. I, I'm not real confident in saying it, but that is who I have. I'm I'm a... Ah, I'm going to stick to my guns, man. I'm going to stick to my guns. I got Golden State winning tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I got Golden State going on the road and, and beating and beating Phoenix. In Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, I got, Yeah, I got, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, ah, man, I don't want to, for some reason, I feel like Chris Paul might ball out tomorrow too, man, but I'm going to roll with Golden State tomorrow in Phoenix, a big game by Steph Curry, um, big game by, by Devin Booker tomorrow as well, but I believe his three, I believe Curry's threes beat Devin Booker's twos, and he makes a big three down the clutch. It's going to be a close game. I believe Steph makes a big three down the, down the stretch, either to win the game or to put them up one or two with, with a little bit of time left. So I got I got a Golden State tomorrow in that game. And the last game of the night, um, Utah versus the Mavericks. Uh, Luke is not playing, so I got Spider Mitchell doing his thing, of course. Uh, Utah not really talked about a lot in the West because they're the same old Utah. They're good in the regular season. They won't be good in the in the uh playoffs. They'll win one they'll win the first round, lose the second round, and that'll be that. Unless they, they, they need a killer on the team. Now I wouldn't now if they had Damian Lillard, then you know, we talking a different a different type of scenario. You know, they need they need somebody else. Utah needs something. Um maybe Ben Simmons, maybe Damian Lillard, maybe Brandon Ingram. They need they need something in Utah, cause what they got is is formidable, but it's not. They need something to get them over the hump. So, um, so I got the, but I got them smashing the the Mavericks, man. So that's that's all we got, man, for the for the NBA, NFL. I always tell y'all this is not a sports podcast, but there be so much going on that I have to kind of tap in. So I kind of want to uh, get off the sports, man, and kind of get to my. No no of the week. And my no no of the week goes to the Omarion. The o- o- Omicron Omicron uh virus that's just floating around right now during the holidays. Man, I don't know where this thing that came from. This Omar what we call I call it the the Omarion. It's called the Omicron. I have no idea where it came from, but it is out here like wildflowers. And yeah, did I say that right? Wildflowers? Yeah, okay. But it's out here like wildflowers. And it is, you know, it got players in the health and safety protocol in the NBA, um, in the NFL, it got the NHL canceling games. I mean, it's it's just getting on everybody's nerves. And it and you know, it's not as deadly as the, the original COVID, as the original fungus. It's not even as strong as the Delta variant. Um, which is, I guess, is a, which is a good thing because it appears as, as if the mutations are getting weaker and weaker as they come. So, you know, hopefully that, that, that trend continues. But this Omicron is canceling flights. 
I believe United and Delta uh, canceled over 200 flights this, you know, the past day or two. So people couldn't get home to their families for Christmas. I mean, this Omicron definitely gets my no-no of the week, man. It is annoying, man. Like, why would you come around right before the holidays? You know what I mean? Why would you come around right before the holidays? There got to be somewhere else for you to go and for you to find somebody something else to do. But, you know, it got, I mean, you know, shout out to Joe Biden for putting out the 500 million, you know, at-home test. Shout out to uh, Merck and Pfizer for, and the FDA for approving the pills by, the COVID pills by Merck and Pfizer that you could take at home if you feel that you've gotten sick or you feel like you've gotten the virus. So that's going to be another good thing. It's just another tool in the belt to kind of help, you know, combat what this virus got going on out here. Um, but, man, this Omicron, man, yes, you get the no no the week. It's time for you to go, okay? Like, I don't even want to go outside tonight because I don't want to, you know what I mean? I want to air out, man. I went out last night. I'm trying to air out. From last night, because I—I I mean, I don't know, man. This Omicron is all over the place, man. I mean, I'm not really worried about it myself. You know, I'm vaxxed. I don't have the boost yet. I am gonna get the boost. I'm not really looking forward to getting the boost, cause I'm not of the of the ilk that I'm going to be getting a vaccine shot every year for this. I'm not doing it. I wasn't getting one for the flu. I'm not going to continue. I mean, I, I'm going to get one, you know what I mean, until I feel that this thing is under control. But I'm not going to be, you know what I mean, 10, 15 years down the line still getting COVID vaccine shots. I'm not doing that. I wasn't getting them for the flu. I just don't see the same thing. I mean, the flu, the influenza started out just as the, as the, uh, you know, the COVID started out. It wasn't killing as many people. As the, as the fungus was, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was a pandemic a long, 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 long time ago. So, but yeah, man, my no no the week goes to the um, the Om- Omicron Omarion. It's time for you to go, man. You know what I mean. time for me to go, man, so, you know, but that's my no-no of the week, man, <clears throat> let's go ahead, let's go ahead and transition, you know what I mean, I ain't got no segue skills all like that, but we just gonna transition into um, Power Ghosts and BMF, which I think we kind of covered BMF last time. But we're going to transition into Power Ghost just a little bit. Not for a long time, but just a little bit. And I want to say the season is on fire right now. Okay, shout out to, you know, 50 and the crew. Uh, Michael Rainey, Tariq, um, you know, doing this thing. I mean, Yaz, Yaz has stepped up in this in this season. So we don't really have a lot of original Power members aside from Tariq. Uh, in this season, Tasha's she's in the wind. Ain't no telling where she's at. But I mean, there aren't really you know a lot of original power members in this season, and Tariq is still holding his own, man. He can carry a show, man. 
You know what I mean? He can carry a show, and he's holding his own, man. So it's it's good to see, um, you know. But you know, there there are a lot of new new members in this episode in this season that you know we're getting to learn their characters. So, but the main thing I want to say about this season right now is that it appears as if they're trying to make a a war between Kane and Tariq. And that's what it seems like it's going on. It seems like it's a Kane versus Tariq thing. And my advice to Kane, okay, my advice to Kane, man, you must not know who you're messing with. Tariq St. Patrick is the son of James St. Patrick. He is the godson of Tommy Egan. And he is the 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 best friend of Can- of Canaan. Like do you, do you like do you not know who you're messing with? This boy is a savage. Tariq St. Patrick is a savage. And I just feel like Kane, you got the wrong one because you just don't really know who you're messing with. And it's just like you know what I mean. He's doing a good job. Kane doing a good job of playing Tariq's roommate against him. And it then came back on Tariq, and then Tariq then found himself in jail for the murder of the professor. And you know what I mean? And the, and the crazy part about that, about him being in jail, was that, that letter. Spoiler, spoiler alert. The crazy part was of him being in jail and receiving that letter from the trustee lawyer. And it was from Ghost. And Ghost saying... I knew you was gonna be here, right where you belong in the letter. Man, that was that was the illest thing I've ever seen from somebody that's no longer in the show. That was so ill. I mean, you talk about a moment in power history. That was the illest moment in power history, man. There are still some people that believe that Ghost is not dead and he's coming back. I don't believe that, but if he would, I would not be shocked. Okay? Because I mean he was the illest dude in power in power history. But that, but him dropping that letter on Tariq when he was in the cell, that that goes down as one of the top power moments of any season, any show of all time. So, um, speaking of speaking of, uh, of that too, in in um, the professor, yeah, man, Professor Carrie Milgram, just as Jabari was, she's talking too much. She getting too many. She getting people in trouble. She has got to go. If she is not the next person to die, I'm going to have a problem with this show. Because she is out here spilling her beans. She's out here spilling beans to the cops. She's getting uh, Tariq's girlfriend to get him in trouble. She's out here causing major problems. Okay, and I thought I thought she was going to die. And Monet scared her. She fired a shot through her, through her uh, passenger side window. And basically, you know, just letting her know, like, you you close to dying. I ain't going to kill you yet. But you close to dying. So I'm I'm looking forward to her dying. Um, once this, you know, before the end of the season, she got to go. I don't know how or why, but she got to go before the end of the season. And as far as, uh, as far as Tariq's girl... Wearing a wire and snitching on him. I don't know what we're going to do with her, but I believe Tariq knows that she's the reason why he went down. So, we we will see what happens. 
we will see what happens with that, man. But I'm looking forward to her dying soon, man. Because just like Jabari, she has caused way too many problems. Okay. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens in Power Ghost, man, moving forward. But I, as of right now, I'm loving the season. I'm loving the season. Um, other shows that I'm watching right now, uh, Insecure. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get into Insecure. I haven't even talked about Insecure in a while. We're gonna get into Insecure, man. We, I'm nine episodes into Insecure. You know, there's ten ten episodes per season. This is the last season. Um, there's a lot going on on Insecure, and and the storyline is is you know it's been it's been a good storyline so far this season. Um, Issa has has moved on from Lawrence. Um, well, we'll we'll speak we'll speak on that in a little bit. But at the beginning of the season, she has moved on from Lawrence. Lawrence has had the baby, you know what I mean. He's having his issues. You know he got to be. You know, the baby dad. And, you know, when you have a newborn baby, you spend a lot of time with the mom. You know what I mean? So there's really no time for Issa in that situation. And so, uh-oh, Teddy, like, what are you doing? Yeah, so there's really no time for Issa in that situation. So... I don't really, you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm not mad at the situation because it's just, it's a. I mean, insecure is, is pretty much as close to real life as you can get in regards to, to TV shows, but that's that's what typically happens, and that is why they say you do not have kids out of wedlock, you know what I mean, or with a person that you don't want to be around for a long time. So, um, you know, Lawrence and Issa are on the outs, man. Why Lawrence and Issa were on the outs? Nathan has came back in and slid right on in there with Issa. And now him and Issa are together, and it's very awkward. It appears as if Nathan understands that, you know, Issa does not, is not fully invested in him. She still has some feelings for Lawrence. And um, he can kind of sense it a little bit. Because when she first said that she loved Nathan, it, it took Nathan maybe an episode before he said it back. But now that he said it back, he's all the way in. You know what I mean? He's he's all the way in. Um, they're looking at apartments together. I'm I'm kind of with a lot of other people that we're not really here for the 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 Nathan and Issa story. It's not cringeworthy, but it's not something that you know we expected. I don't think anybody expected that. So, um, but it's a storyline, and and it came to a head. In the last episode, episode nine, when they were out of function and Nathan and Lawrence ran into each other and Issa did not tell Nathan that Lawrence had moved back into Suda City. Because as you remember, at the end of last season, um, Lawrence had moved and took a job somewhere. So it has, uh, yeah, so it came to a head, you know, it got real messy and real toxic and Lawrence and, and Nathan got into a little shoving match, and, and they both walked away, and it kind of left Issa there, standing there, trying to figure things out. And ultimately, I believe what happens in the last episode is that Issa has to make a decision. Is she going to go with Nathan, or is she going to go with Lawrence? 
Because before that, before the little fight that Lawrence had with, with Nathan, he was asking Issa if she was happy and if she loved him. He was pretty much confessing his love all over the place to her. So Issa has to make a decision, man. And sometimes those decisions are not easy to make. You know what I mean? And, you know, when you have two people that you, you care about and, you, you know, you, you want to be with and you got to choose one, man, it is not an easy decision, especially if you are, you know, a good-hearted person because you don't want to hurt anybody. And I think Issa understands that if she chooses Nathan, Lawrence is going to be hurt. If she chooses Lawrence, Nathan's going to be hurt. But that's the position that she's in. You know what I mean? If The longer she waits to choose... Well, we only got one episode, but the longer she waits to choose, she's going to be the one to end up getting hurt. Not neither one of them. So that's that's kind of what's going on with that. Uh, shout out to, to the writers for bringing Molly back around full circle, man. Molly has finally met, you know what I mean, the dude that she's with. She's with Darian, one of her co-workers who's been in front of her face all along. And sometimes that's usually how it goes, man. You know, you go searching around, you dating all these people, and, and you're trying to find somebody that, you know, that, that matches you, you know, your fly and your swag. And sometimes that person is right in front of you. And Darian and her have been working together for, for the past four or five seasons. And, you know, she, uh, they finally, you know what I mean, had a moment. They, they, you know, that moment grew when, you know what I mean, Molly had a family issue. And now they are now dating. And it appears as if the the, the ending that we were going to get with Issa and Lawrence is the ending we're going to get with Darian and, um, and Molly. That's what it seems like we're getting. It looks like we're going to get the, the happy ending that we thought we were gonna get with Lawrence and uh oh. The, the, that's the that's the, that's what it looks like. It looks like the happy ending is gonna be with Molly and Darian. And I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. Molly's been through the ringer, she's been through a lot, the ups and downs, you know what I mean? She's 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 dated and I'm here for it, man. So we got one episode left. Uh and it's the season finale, man. And, and you know, we're going to see what happens, man. We're going to see what happens. Speaking of Issa Rae and, and Insecure, I kind of want to get back on watching Sweet Life. Um, I did like Sweet Life. I have need to tune in. I'm still, I'm two episodes in. I still got to watch the other eight. So hopefully I'll get a chance to get around to watching that. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it, man. But I did like Sweet Life. And a lot of people, you know, they always wonder if you can make one show, can you make another one? And I believe with Sweet Life, she made another one. I believe Issa made another one. I just have not fully watched the show yet. And so, uh, the the last thing I want to kind of get into <clears throat> before we get up and out of here on this Christmas Eve edition. And my Lobos is... Uh, is running low. My Lobos. My Lobos is running low. I'm sitting here watching Snowfall. And I'm kind of getting ready for the the new season of Snowfall to come. But I believe it don't come until February. But 
definitely looking forward to it sooner than later. Uh, I think Snowfall is one of the better shows on TV. And I think Franklin Sane is one of the better, you know, characters on TV. So hopefully nothing happens to, to Franklin in the next season. Because he had a lot going on at the end of last season. But he's, you know, he's fully healed, man, from when he got shot. But, um, yeah, man, there's been a lot of been a lot of stuff on TV I haven't really watched, man, that I need to kind of get into, man. But, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the snowfall. We got BMF. The BMF finale ended. It was fire. BMF. I'm looking forward to that show coming back. Um, when it does come back, I think in the spring. But the, I mean, but that show, you know, according to Meech, um, he's saying that they could run that show for a long time. So I'm looking forward to that, man. I was mad that Cato died. Uh, Ayana Alexis is, I believe, her her real name. I was mad that Cato died, man. She was a looker, man. And between, and you know what? Those are my new, those are my new bays, man. Cato. Uh, and Diana from uh, Power Book Ghost, those are my two my two bays, man. Okay? Like, those are two of the finest women on this earth, man. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Those are my two bays, man. Shout out to uh, to Latoya Tonadeo, Diana. Tonadeo, I don't know how you say her, I don't know how you say her uh, last name, pronounce her last name. Diana from Power, and, and Kato, Ayana, Ayana, Alexis. From uh, BMF, man. But shout out to both of them, man. Y'all, y'all two are two very fine women. Okay, that is, I mean, very fine women. But yeah, the BMF, you know what I mean. Finale was good, man. They finally killed Lamar. Um, you know what I mean. His his water finally got cut off. And uh, but I I thought Lamar was gonna last until the second season. I just kind of wanted to see what where it was gonna go with him. But I thought he was going to last to the second season. But he did not. And that's okay. You know what I mean? That's okay. But I thought he was a very strong character that I thought was going to last a little bit longer than what he did. So. But once again, shout out to 50, man. He got these shows popping, man. He definitely do, man. Um, As we kind of get into the end of the year and, and... you know, we start talking about, you know, rap, entertainment, hip-hop, etc. You know, they got these lists going around with the top rap albums of the year and <clears throat> and the uh, top, um, you know, top 25 singles of the year. And, and I'm not really a person that kind of gets into these lists, but I did see the list of the top 10 rap albums. I think Tyler, the Creator was on there, Jim Jones was on there, Currency, West Side Gun. I think Russ was on there. I don't know the names of all these albums. I'm just telling you the artists. Um, trying to think of who else was on there. Um, but those those are the people I can kind of remember for being on there. But I did not see Kanye and Donda on there. And I'm just confused. Because clearly, Donda was the album of the year. If you don't think Donda was the album of the year, you are under a rock somewhere. Clearly, you're under a rock somewhere. Because Donda... Was the al- the top album of the year, best album I've heard, and it has replay value. It has replay value. I still listen to Donda till this day. So, for me not to see that on the list, I was a little disappointed. 
and I wasn't sure if they just didn't want to include Donda on the list. I'm not really sure what was going on with that, but I don't see how you don't include the best album of the year on the top 10, top 10 album list. I, I, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm just confused, man. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it, but you know, Donda will win the Grammy for best album of this year. It's only, I mean, it's a matter of fact, Drake dropped out cause he knew he wasn't going to win it. And his album wasn't better than, than Kanye's, man. I mean, it just wasn't. And that's that's just that. And and you know what I mean? But there have been a lot of talk going around. And speaking of speaking of albums, man, let's get let me get into Tory Lanez, man. Let me get into Tory Lanez just real quick. Tory Lanez probably made the second best album of the year. Alone at Prom is an amazing body of work. I mean, it's 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 a eighties themed album that Tory Lanez, man, let me tell you, that brother is talented. Because he killed that album. Every jam on there is a banger. And it's 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 a it's a straight I should play that for my end of, no, I can I ain't gonna play I we're gonna start the next ep we're gonna start the next episode with a Tory Lanez jam from that Alone at Prime album. Believe that, because that album is really it might be the second best album of the year. But since Tory's blackballed because of the whole Megan Thee Stallion thing, don't don't nobody really know unless you're a, a Tory Lanez fan. But that might be the second best album of the year. At least to me it might be. I'm trying to think. Of, I, I got to think about that. But right now I have Donda and then I got Alone at Prom as my top two albums of the year. Um, but that Tory Lanez Alone at Prom album is, is man, I mean... <sighs> He took me back, man. He had me really thinking I was listening to 80s Michael Jackson music or 80s soul funk music, 80s Prince type music. I mean, it was, man, I mean, shout out to the, the producers. Shout out to Tory Lanez for the concept album and then coming through with the concept on the concept album. Amazing body of work, man. Just amazing body of work. But they've been, you know, but speaking of music, that's kind of how we get in. They've been going around with this... Uh, Little Wayne versus Jay Z versus everybody wants to see happen and and you know see what's going on with that and I'm not here to say who's gonna win that versus um I believe Wayne is strong he got a lot of songs that that I love to hear I believe Jay Z got a lot of songs that I love to hear um yeah man but you know I, I'm all the people that say Jay Z has no chance. That's that's kind of where I'm kind of at right now. I mean, you know, it's a lot of the younger folks that don't think Jay-Z has a chance of winning that versus. Jay-Z came out there and was on a, a talk space on Twitter and said that nobody could see him in the versus. That's how this whole thing started. And he's entitled to feel that way. He's arguably the GOAT. But Lil Wayne, you know what I mean? He, he got jams from, like, the early 90s all the way to now. You know what I mean? That Hot Boy Little Wayne era, that mixtape Wheezy that he had, that run he had. I mean, he got he got a lot of songs. So I'm here to say, as a as a as a uh, person of the culture, I would love to see the verses. I'm not gonna pick a winner. I just wanna, you know what I mean? I just wanna see it go down. So, but that but that's all we got for today, man. This is um somehow I'm adding on to the previous episode that I started with this episode and 
yeah, so we'll see how it works out, man. It might sound a little chopped and screwed, but it is what it is. It's over an hour for the first time. And, you know, this is You Got It, episode 21. Yeah, let's get out of here, man. Merry Christmas, man, everybody, man. Enjoy yourselves. Peace and blessings. Thanks for tapping in. And we out of here. I just need you with me. That gets it too.